you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. So uh, this week on the Beardcast, we're um, we're kicking around some ideas, and we thought about to talk about what it means to come out of Lent as we're entering out of Lent in the Holy Week. Um, you know, there's a lot to, to process from that, and so we're gonna have that conversation today. So Zach, as as we think about that, what what comes to mind for you? Well, and uh, for me, um, it's the intention to know what's next. Often in my life, I don't plan ahead very far, um, which frustrates a lot of people in my life. Uh, and so as, as I was thinking about this season of Lent and, and nearing the end of it, I mean, we still have got a significant chunk of, of Lent left with Holy Week and uh, everything from Palm Sunday uh, to Easter it seems like we packed the bulk of <laughs> what this season is in eight days, uh, right, or seven days. And, and so, but it got me thinking of rather than uh, rushing through all of that, uh, but keeping the Lenten spirit of, of waiting and being present, being present in what happens after Easter, because we, we often hit that climax of Easter and the celebration that it is of, of, of the resurrection of Jesus and this new life. And then we just move on into ordinary time or well, on our time to Pentecost, but it just seems like it all goes back to normal. And in the season where we very much long for normal, um, I, I just, I, for me personally, I just think it does, it does my soul some good to think about how do I continue this through um, through Easter and into Pentecost and into the rest of the year. And I, I know we probably talk about that a lot on this podcast, but it, it's, for me, it's less jarring to get to Easter and go, oh, now I can go back to the things I always did, which seems to be the rub or the hope or the temptation we have in our current day-to-day life. And so I, I guess for me personally, I just wanted to take a selfish minute on the podcast and process through what, uh, what, what, the rest of Lent looks like and moving into um, in, into Easter time. So I always think of it like ebbs and flows of seasons. And so mm-hmm. ebbs and flows, um, our, our lives do that, our seasons do that, like our physical seasons do that, spring, autumn, fall, those things. Um, spring, autumn, fall, use the same, whatever. Those are the um, same ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, in Oklahoma we really have all those in one hour. So like, it's, it's kind of confusing. Okay. Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, I think for me, it's once we enter into Lent, it's entering in the Holy Week. And for me, Lent is always about practice. My practices are to connect me closer to God mm-hmm. and, and really repenting and, and really looking at my life and asking myself, what can I do better and, and working towards doing better. And so, you know, as we move into Holy Week, it becomes I, I, um, I invest myself into the story of Holy Week every year. I, I read through what happened on that day. There's just something about that. I love investing myself into that. And uh, I got this really, um, I've got, it's the Today's New International Version. It was Zondervan's attempt at an inclusive uh, uh, Bible that, that fell flat. Um, their study Bible has this really great um, 
image of the stations of the week of Jesus, mm. the last week on earth. And I, and I, I always, that's probably the only time I ever really use that is looking at that. Cause it's just such a great image of, of Jerusalem. And like, it, it, it puts you in perspective of what's, you know, what happened and, and I love doing it. Like I immerse myself in that. And then I have Easter and then I'm, I'm real big on those 40 days from there to Pentecost, like what happened and looking at those mini Easter, those Easter's after Easter, mm-hmm. um, that season of Easter that we enter into and, and, and taking it as a celebration of a time, you know, that we celebrate the resurrection now what, and really striving to live out the message of Jesus. And, and I'm, that's probably what my sermon's going to be about uh, for Easter this year is that we've had this event. Now what we've, mm-hmm. we've experienced COVID we're coming to the end of it. Now what? And, and I think it's the same thing, like as we enter into these seasons uh, in the lectionary year or however you celebrate, um, the real question is now what, but like maybe not now what, but, you know, what am I going to do about what I've gained on this journey? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I think that that's when we do that, it, um, it can recenter us. Like we think of, you know, this Sunday is Palm Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can talk about that anticipation of hope that was mm-hmm. and then how Jesus came in a way that we weren't expecting and, and ask ourselves in this season, how did Jesus come in a way that we weren't expecting? Right. And, and, and I like, I think maybe, I don't know if I like it. I think I struggle with that question of now what, right. Cause I, I feel like that's what the disciples, those, uh, the folks that follow Jesus, the people that were there at the cross uh, as Jesus dies, had that feeling of, well, now what? Right. Uh, and this, this kind of deflated, tone and 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 just deflated hope of now what do we do right and but i feel like we come out of easter in much of that way even with the resurrection we come out and go well now what now what do we do with this right um but coming out with that excitement to not leave all that we were present with and learned and brought us closer to god and closer to people through lent but carrying that with us uh and so not asking that question crap, now what do we do <laughs> right now? Do we just wait till Pentecost? You know, what, what is it that we do But carrying that momentum and that presence uh, with us? Um, maybe sometimes in the same ways, because like you said, seasons in our life ebb and flow. Um, and sometimes the things that we did during Lent are fruitful beyond. Uh, sometimes they're not, and that's okay. Uh, but carrying that with us and knowing that we're uh, truly feeling that ebb and flow of life and spirituality and, um, and practice. And, and I think for me, that's, that's always the good reminder of sometimes we carry these things through Lent. Sometimes we don't, but how do we just be present in those moments? Well, and that's why, I mean, I am a casual lectionary person. So like, please understand, I'm not necessarily all up into it. Um, I love it. Um, I love it for a lot of reasons. Um, I like the stability of it and having, you know, the seasons and things like that. And um, I love it as an opportunity to, to really share the story, uh, you know, and um, and I really, like, as we come from this season, we're entering into new seasons and this season, like, it seems like it's boom, 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 boom. Um, you know, that's where we can, you know, what, you know, if you want to do another 40 day thing, what are you going to do? Um, I've got a, book uh 40 day of parker palmer uh, meditations that i'm going to use um when when that comes in after easter um i'm you know um going to do some other things too um and be intentional about that um and so i think that that's um taking the practice of lent 
that it's something we can continually do. And, and maybe it's something that sticks. Maybe if you want to read your Bible and that's something you like, it's stuck, it's stuck. If it didn't, that's okay too. But like, that's where we've got to come up. If it doesn't, then what practices are you practicing to grow your faith? Um, and I think that that's something the church falls flat on is that we don't, um, you know, Lent and Easter, we do a great job of, uh, but every other season and every other time in the year, we don't um, it, it stress that enough. Um, and I think that that's something that we could, you know, definitely um, would be good and helpful for people. Well, I, I think it's that mentality or expectation or I don't know um, that, that, that we put on it of, well, you've got to do this, this and this, right? Um, you've got to pray, you've got to read, you've got to do this, you've got to do it an hour a day, blah, 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 where rather than encouraging, hey, do what works for you, right? And do it for however long it works for you. And sometimes during a specific season, you're like, prayer and meditation may really speak to you, but you may get to a point like after Lent that it doesn't. Um, and and that's, that's your soul pushing you into that next space uh, to, to claim something else, to grab onto something else that, that is working and not feel guilty uh, or bad about letting go of the other thing, but knowing that, hey, there are these uh, seasons, right, where some things speak to us more than others, and, and that's okay, and I, I think that's what we don't do a good job with. Uh, we perpetuate the, the stereotypes and bad expectations that we've seen um, the other faithful do, right, um, rather than taking ownership and just being present in what works for us. Yeah, and I think that um, I, the reason why I like practice, I like the idea of practice, is because you look at people, and I'll, I mean, here's a, here's sports balls metaphor. Uh, metaphor. Um, the reason why the professional athletes are at the level that they are is they're continually practicing and they're continually refining their art, refining who they are. And you'll see people. I'll use, um, you know, I'll use LeBron James as a good example of this. Um, he's not the player that he was when he first came into the league. He has learned to grow and now he actually passes the ball and like, you know, he, he cares more about assist and defense than he does about scoring 50 a night. He really wants to, you know, spread the floor. Um, or as you could look at someone like Br Blake Griffin, who all he is known for is dunking. And that's, you know, he had his first dunk in like two years the other night. Um, you know, they're not much practice you can do on that um, but you got to create yourself to be um, and, and in our spatial lives do this we've got to continue to practice to grow and not be that person we were when we first started the journey but be a completely different person by the end of the journey and that's one of the reasons why I love Lent is this idea of the journey is that hopefully by the time what we started Lent and when we end Lent we're not the same person as we are when we began it and I, and I think that that's key and so as we come into this the next step is and we've talked about this quite a bit is now what? And so what practices are you going to use to grow and, and, and look at some of those things that maybe you didn't do for Lent this year, or, you know, if it's something you felt was fruitful for you, like do that. So like, if you read the gospel of Mark this year, that's what we asked our congregation to do, you know, read the next one or, you know, and you know, that that's, that's pretty easy to pick up on and, and moving forward on. Right. And, and, you know, to bring it back into a Wesleyan Methodist thing, remembering that we're moving on to perfection and love that, you know, just because we didn't achieve it throughout Lent, that's okay. <laughs> that's not the point. It's like Matt said, it's this journey that we're moving on to figure out what works, what doesn't work, what speaks to us in these moments, what doesn't in that continual process and journey to just 
move forward. Right. Um, and, and I love the seasonal lint for that. I love moving towards Pentecost on that because it's exciting. Um, but it's easy to get, get bogged down in the, well, what now? And, uh, forgetting that it's a process, that it's a journey, that it's lifelong. And, um, yeah, just remembering, remembering what speaks to you in these moments to, to run with that as long as you can and, and, uh, being willing to try something new and different and, uh, or something that's comfortable to tap back into, uh, from before, um, just keep, keep running through that process and what, what carries you forward. So I think that's a good thing. So share with us what you're thinking about or what your practice is or what you're looking at doing. You can do that um, on our, uh, um, however you listen to us or, um, you know, do it through our Facebook or Instagram pages. And um, we'd be glad to connect with you on that. And um, you can check us out at beardedtheologians.com, pick up some bearded theologians gear. It's that season of, of um, mothers and fathers days or um, graduations or ordinations. You know, it's a good season to pick up some bearded theologians gear for, um, your bearded theologian, um, or if, you know, even if they don't have a beard, buy them a bearded theologian shirt because it just would be fun. Um, and so you can find all that at beardedtheologians.com. Uh, we want to thank you for listening. And so for the bearded theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. First, guys, I want you to subscribe and like this video and put that thumbs, push that thumbs up. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.